Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. The greatest discovery in the world is the discovery of the will of God. And the greatest thing you can do with your life is the will of God. The question is, how do we know God's will? How do we come to the place where we understand why we're here, how God made us, and what he has left us here for? That's always the question. We're in Paul's testimony in Acts 22, and in verse number 10, he is recounting his conversation with Christ on the road to Damascus. He said, And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, Arise, and go into Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for thee to do. Not what I choose to do, not what I could do, not what others wish I would do, but what God has appointed for me to do. Not to design my life, but to discover what God has given me life for. This is the question we all have to answer. Lord, what am I supposed to do? Lord, what is appointed for me to do with my life? I've always found it striking that God did not unveil it all on the road to Damascus. He simply said, take the next step. Get up and go to Damascus, and there you'll find out more. That's where it all began. When he gets to Damascus, of course, he has uh, this conversation with Ananias. And uh, Ananias says to him in verse 14, The God of our fathers hath chosen thee that thou shouldest know his will. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, God wants you to know his will more than you want to know it. God has so much more for all of us than what we could ever imagine. So the question is, how do we know God's will? Well, let me give you three simple truths today that come from the example of the Apostle Paul. The first is this, direction always comes first from the Word of God. God speaks to us through His Word. It was the Word of the Lord on the road to Damascus. We don't all have the same experience, but we have the Word of God. And God always confirms his will through his word. So if you want to know the word of God, the will of God, you've got to know the word of God. If you want to know what God has appointed for you to do, get in the scriptures because the Lord still speaks. How does he speak? Through his word. Secondly, not only must you get in God's word, uh, but you must seek the counsel of spiritual people. The Lord used a man named Ananias. We learn more about Ananias actually here in Acts 22 than we did earlier in the book. And it's through Paul's testimony. Wouldn't it be great if the great testimony of our lives was not the one we give, but the one someone else gives about us? Paul taught us that he was a devout man. He walked with God. He had a good report. This was a man with a good testimony, a good reputation. This was a man that was just usable, and God indeed used him in Paul's life. Think of what was set in motion in the life of the Apostle Paul through Ananias. So I would challenge you not only to get in the Word of God yourself, but then develop relationships with spiritual people, mature believers, people who are further down the path than you are, who who have grown in the grace and knowledge of Christ. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety, but it matters who the multitude is. 
And so get near spiritual believers who can give you some direction as you're seeking God's will. And then, this is very important. This is where we pick up where we left off the other day. The Bible says in verse 17, It came to pass that when I was come again to Jerusalem, even while I prayed in the temple, I was in a trance, and saw him saying unto me, Make haste and get thee quickly out of Jerusalem, for they will not receive thy testimony concerning me. And I said, Lord, they know that I am prisoned and beat in every synagogue them that believed on thee. And when the blood of thy martyr Stephen was shed, I also was standing by and consented unto his death and kept the raiment of them that slew him. And he said unto me, Depart, for I will send thee far hence unto the Gentiles. This is very important. If you want to know what the Lord wants you to do, if you want to know the things that are appointed for you, if you really want to know God's will, you must not only live in the Scriptures and let God speak through His Word, you must not only get close to spiritual, mature believers and listen to their counsel and advice, but you must learn to be a person of prayer. It's not just the Word of God and the man of God. It is the presence of God. It is learning to pray God speaks to us. You don't do all the talking in prayer. In the place of prayer, God speaks. And the Lord, by His Spirit, gives guidance and direction. If you really want to know all that God has for you, then learn to develop a personal prayer life. There are lots of things, I think, that we're seeking counsel from others about that if we would get in the Word and prayer, God would give His own counsel on. God speaks through the Word And when we talk to God in prayer, the Lord gives clarity. Uh, God gives certainty about the next steps. This is how the direction came to Paul, and this is how we can know God's will. Now, when you come to the end of Acts 22, uh, you discover that just because you find God's will and do it, it doesn't mean everybody's going to be excited about it. (laughs) In fact, let's read the closing verses. Verse 22, and they gave him audience unto this word, in other words, to this point, and then lifted up their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for it is not fit that he should live. Funny, isn't it? People listen up to a point. They listen up to the point of their own prejudice. And as they cried out and cast off their clothes and threw dust in the air, the chief captain commanded him to be brought into the castle and bade that he should be examined by scourging that he might know wherefore they cried so against him. And as they bound him with thongs, Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman and uncondemned? When the centurion heard that, he went and told the chief captain, saying, Take heed what thou doest, for this man is a Roman. Then the chief captain came and said unto him, Tell me, art thou a Roman? He said, Yea. And the chief captain answered, With a great sum obtained I this freedom. And Paul said, But I was free born. Then straightway they departed from him, which should have examined him. And the chief captain also was afraid, after he knew that he was a Roman, and because he had bound him on the morrow. Because he would have known the certainty, wherefore he was accused of the Jews, he loosed him from his bands, and commanded the chief priest and all their counsel to appear, and brought Paul down, and set him before them. Do you see the the confusion on their part? Do you see the uncertainty? And look at the contrast with Paul, a man with with clarity in his soul, with confidence in his spirit, with certainty in his mind. There was a lot they didn't know about Paul because there was a lot they didn't know about God, but there was one thing Paul knew. Paul knew he was doing the will of God. I'm just going to tell you, when you start seeking God's will, God's mind, finding God's will, taking the next steps in God's plan for your life, 
There will be oftentimes religious people that don't understand it. There will be secular people that don't like it. There will be people inside the church and sometimes well-intentioned people. And there will be people outside the church who push back against it. But in the end, the only thing that matters is this. Lord, what will you have me to do? What is the will of God? Look, in the end, you're not going to stand with others, and you're not going to stand before others. You're going to stand alone with nothing but your naked soul before the all-seeing, all-knowing eyes of a holy God. And on that day, the only thing that is going to matter is this. Did you do his will? Did you find what God had appointed you to do, and did you fulfill that? In the end, others may not always understand, and some may not like it, uh, but this is the purpose for every child of God, to find and do the will of God. And if today you'll get in the Word, get close to spiritual believers, and live in the spirit of prayer, God will help you to know His will. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why enjoying the journey exists to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey, but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.